gas. It's Nasri. Can he go all the way here? Still Nasri. Looks for a shot Atlantic Arsenal post Watford result. Um, today, I think we're just going to go through, give our thoughts, probably a lot of ranting. Um, yeah. What do you think, Mike? Yeah, pretty disappointing. Um, yep. Where to start basically is a uh, lineup. Would you agree? Yeah, I agree. Okay, well, let's just jump straight into that. So, uh, lineup was back four as expected. Mm-hmm. The goalkeeper. Midfield, as expected, Xhaka. Um, as, uh, well, I can't expected. say Ozil was expected for me. No, I'm just saying Xhaka is expected. Uh, Ganduzi, probably, you know, him and... Uh, well, we were talking about, you know, the four preferable. So two of the four is kind of what we both thought he would not He would pick Xhaka and then probably two of the four. Although... Because Lacazette was out, we would have probably thought he would have put Sabayos behind the two instead of Ozil. Yeah. But anyway, he decided to play Sabayos, um, Ganduzi, and Xhaka. Uh, we, you know, would be advocating for two of those three. With Xhaka as the defensive midfielder, and then Sabayos. Well, this is the point. We're just going to throw out the lineup, and then I wanted to tell me where you thought people were supposed to play, and we have okay. to discuss that. So. And then, you know, we were saying, all right, so he'd play the front three. So if he plays Ozil and the other two, you just basically got a front three, especially if Bamiang's supposed to play down the middle. So, you know, I would say, I would say, um, as expected of the ones we could expect, which was, yeah, you know, any of the three fours. Last episode. Lacazette, yeah, but he was injured, right? So that's why. That's the thing we didn't know about him. Right. So, but I want to say that he played a front three. Because you can count Ozil as a third of the three, mm-hmm. um, and so uh, I, I think that you know, obviously, I, I know what I'm going to say about it. But so, what did you think? What did you think? Um, what did you think our sort of tactic, tactics were, and how did you see the formation panning out? So, you, you're Emery, you're going to him and saying, "Here's the lineup, boys. Here's who's playing where. What would you What would you think was going through his mind?" Um. Well, I guess first of all, I should say what I think is the formation. And so I, and I had four at the back, and then I think Jacko was the defensive midfielder, and then I think he had uh, Ganduzi and Ceballos as like the central midfielders who move out wide, but they're not attacking per se. And then I think, I mean, you lumped him in as a forward. He basically played as a forward, but I think... Ozil was like the high attacking midfielder who really didn't defend at all. And then I think the other two were like two strikers. Um, and based on that, I don't know if his, his thinking was we were going to get a lot of the ball and he could he wouldn't have to worry too much about defending on the wings because we'd have a lot of the ball. And that way you can get, you know, you can get your three midfielders and Ceballos, Jack, uh, Ganduzi, and then you get Ozil create creativity all working in the middle of the park. Um, and then the... T- What's up? No, I was going to ch- chime in, but I want to wait till you finish. So. Okay. And then the two up front, 
I just thought they were, like based on the formation, they'd be the two kind of central strikers moving around making runs. But uh, I had a hard time figuring out what they were doing because to me, Pepe was out on the right the whole game. He kind of played as a winger, but didn't defend. And then Aubameyang was half a striker, half a winger. He spent the first 10 minutes of the game, he spent a ton of time on the left. We didn't have a central figure. Um, I don't know if that's what you were asking from me, but that yeah, I, I, I just, mean, just, I just want to know your opinion because because to me it's not clear either. So I, I just yeah. think this has got to be opinion, right? So so based on your 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 assertion or assumption, which I think is fair enough. Honestly, I, I'm not sure I can even see that, but let's just say that that's the assumption. Who, who in that team? Let's forget about the back four and let's exclude Jacker, even though I think he's always part of the plan. But who of the rest of that team can hold the ball? Who actually did and who actually can? Who's got the ability to and who actually did? So my take on your assessment of what we're trying to do, which I think is a fair assessment, I, I wouldn't argue with it at all, is that Zabaros held the ball. I don't think you've really got robbed the possession that I can remember maybe once or twice. And and again, look, anyone who's listening, we are obviously got our opinions on the players. and But you can't fault Zabaros in any way, I think. And, and I got a little bit to add about that in a minute. But so, so I held the ball. I thought um, Gunduzi tried to hold the ball. He had one of his worst games I've seen him be. Still trying to do the things he's supposed to do. Mm-hmm. But then Aubameyang doesn't really hold the ball. Let's be honest. He just gets on the end of stuff. He's not okay. really a hold up player, right? So you can exclude him. So you, the one, if your plan is to hold the ball, you got four people. You got Urzel, you got Sabios, you got um, Pepe, and you got Gunduzi. Mm-hmm. because presumably you know that Xhaka can't hold the ball either because he's crap and he, he'll play a five-yard pass before he ever holds the ball, period. So you got four guys that are supposed to hold the ball. Pepe was non-existent. Um, I still think it's a little early to rely on him to do that, but I thought he was horrible. Um, and then um, Ozil, I thought, was anonymous, mm-hmm. save one pass, uh, kept getting shrugged off the ball, could not hold the ball at all. So... So let's say the first 15, 20, 25 minutes, you're looking at the shape the shape, and, and these guys are not being able to hold the ball. Then what do you do? I mean, should you change it at that point or, or should you send out some different instructions or what can you do with that lineup? Well, right. So I texted you at halftime, right? And I was actually pretty annoyed. I didn't think we played well. And you responded to me how I may have responded just on a different day. I know you were a little busy, so you were half watching. Um and you said it's a 2-0 lead. So I think it's kind of important to say, what, why would you change it at 2-0? That kind of makes sense, right? Well, but I, would, I, I, would... I think that the, the warning signs were there, and I, I said that. So I just, just to address that to anyone else, you asked me this question, would you change something based on how it played out? You know, if you're winning 2-0, why would you? I think because the, the warning signs were there, you could see that they were getting... They had a decent amount of shots in the first half. I'd have to look it up specifically, but... Um, right, so so here's here's what I here's where I go with this because because let's say that, let's talk about Liverpool where we played four in midfield and we could have easily been one or two nil up if if we go one nil up at Liverpool say going into half time and we're still getting slaughtered we're still not not the plan's not going well but it kind of went well because hey you got what you wanted you got a one nil lead or God forbid even a two nil lead at Anfield right. So you'd want to you'd want to see if you could maybe consolidate now and make them come on to you right and change it that way. So in some ways you can argue that it was that the goals were too early or whatever, which I think is a dumb argument because if you go out to to take the lead and you get a two goal head start, 
at, at any point from there on, and you've got to start thinking about adjusting, especially if like you'll make the point, right? They had plenty of shots. They had possession. We didn't really look that good. Yeah. So, so you've gone out. You've got your initial goal of to get ahead in, in the game. Don't you then start to think? Look, you know, even at half time, look, guys, you know, you're not. We're not playing well. We're two 0 up. We got. We had an attacking formation. We had three guys that were, you know, supposed to be creative plus Ceballos, and now we've we've achieved their goal in the Premier League. If you're two 0 up, you should win the game. Yes or no? It's, uh, definitely. Right. So, especially so, if you're playing the team bottom of the league. Right. So, so at that point, you know, you've got to look at uh, not so much about your tactics and your formation anymore, but where are you in the game? How do you manage the game now? Forget about everything that you put. You, you know what? You're a hero. Unai, you're a hero. You, you set up what you and I would have never started. And this is my point I want to, I want to make very clear to you. When I was saying 2-0, my thing was this. For whatever, however we manage to do it, we're 2-0 ahead. And he's put a lineup out there that's 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 achieved its goal. Literally achieved its goals. Mm-hmm. So now we're not looking good. I when you said to me at half time, I, I'm fully expecting us to be good enough against the team bottom of the league to manage the game out. That's all. I wasn't ecstatic with the performance. I just yeah. felt like we got to where we needed to be, and now we're just gonna see the game out and manage the game. Well, under Wenger, I would have been very skeptical that we could have done it. But under Unai Emery, I think that we—I thought he would make a half-time substitution, which I think we could have definitely taken Gunduzi off because he had that yellow and he was a bit iffy. He wasn't playing well, so that would have probably been a like-for-like sub. So I'm not saying that would have changed the the formation, but early, early on in the second half, especially when the second half started and went the way it did, just just sacrifice Urzel. You don't need him anymore. He's done his job. He's, he's got out there. He's created a great goal. Uh, probably the only thing he did in the game, but he did it. So you've achieved your goal. You, you have a, you, this is a very goal-orientated league. The goal is to get three points. And you've achieved, you've got halfway through your goal. You've, you've put your player on. He's got a great assist, and or assist to an assist, if you want to call it that. And now you're looking at the team and they're floundering. There's nobody out there winning the ball in the midfield. Find another well, body. Yeah, so it sounds like you're kind of getting there. I think this is for, part of the issue is I can't – I actually have no idea why what happened happened or why we ended up conceding two goals to Watford and getting thoroughly dominated. I don't actually have a reason, um, but I, it's just because I can't – I can't even see what we were trying to do other than I guess we we're – he. I actually read his post-match interview and he said – he wanted to us to keep the ball and try and break the press. And so that kind of confuses me because you've got Xhaka, who is just not mobile. So he's just not going to be able to get away from anyone when he gets on the ball. He's going to end up probably losing it or giving a, a ball to someone that's real close that's then going to get pressed. And then for a long times, you had Ozil, who is obviously that's not his strength. It's not going to be to get by somebody. He did actually have one. One time where he just let it go and then ran around the guy, which was pretty nice. But for the most part, he's going to really struggle to hold on to the ball. And then you've got Ceballos, who is one of the best, in, I think, on our team with back to goal, trying to shimmy one way and send the guy the wrong way and then turn up field and, and try and do something with it. And he said he took him off because it was a hot day and he thought he was going to get tired. And at that point, we needed guys with better legs. Oh, my God. Yeah. 
Well, um, he should never have admitted that because that's just pathetic. I, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, I talked to you immediately after the game and we tried not divulge everything because we want to keep it for the pod, but I was pretty heated. Um, I guess I've had a few hours to just think about it. And at this point, I'm just kind of upset. I'm not even mad. I, I just I don't really know what to say other than and I want to preface this by saying I don't think he I don't know where I stand on him getting sacked or whatever. I just think in two months from now, if he's gone and I asked, I had a mind reader or a future fortune teller and can read down the road, I'd say, you know, why do you get sacked? And if they pointed to today as a reason, um, I, I wouldn't be all that upset about it because I, I truly believe that this performance today is is somewhat sack, a sackable offense just in this one game because, I mean, they're dead. They are 2-0 down, bottom of the league, and I don't know. That's my little rant right there. I'm not going to try and rip everybody and everything, but it's pretty upsetting right now. Well, like I said, you know, who's who played well? Look, look at the first half. Just the first half alone. Who played well? Leno? Thought he was pretty good. Yeah, he didn't really have anything. The Premier, two goals, and no, but he was good though. He, he was moving around. He was creating problems from and Sabas. Am I yeah. wrong about Sabas? One thing I do want to say is Guendouzi was pretty pretty bad today. I think mm-hmm. I'm obviously a big Guendouzi guy, and you know when we sleep, no, he's going to have bad games, Liam. He's twenty. Yeah, no, but I, I do think that's 19, whatever, worth yeah. saying because we. You know, we rip Jack well, well, every I mean, game. And... Saying, but we're saying, who had good games? Just those three, right? Yeah. In the second half, um, uh, Luis and Socrates looked like they'd never played football. Maitland-Niles was completely clueless. Kolasinac can't defend, and we all know that. So what do you want to do? You want to, I mean, and I'm not just saying this because, you know, but but you and I have been talking about this. So again, anybody that's listened to us, they must, they must give us some credit for the fact that what we've talked about is the four players that we've mentioned, Willock, Ganduzi, Torreira, and Ceballos, all have a little tenacity. And 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 the greatest illustration of this, and, and I, I said I was going to mention it, and I mentioned it now, who set up the goal without a little tackle? Yeah, Ceballos. Right. And that, and that is something that, that you know, and there was another point later. Actually, Xhaka did win one tackle, believe it or not, and it ricocheted some one of our players a little bit like that. But then there was another time when the ball got played through. I'm laughing because this is comical. Our central defensive midfielder who's playing there on his own in the middle because our manager thinks this, this guy can cope, slid in. He slid in, and sort of trapped the ball, and he didn't have the agility or athleticism to get up before the – the Watford player came and took it off him. Yep, I did. And he was on that. the ground when the guy was running towards the box. It was pathetic. Yeah, because the guy cannot play the role. He isn't good enough. But he also just makes some bad errors. And I don't want to turn this into him because I think there's so many players that are poor today. But there's one time that I just pulled my hair out. Is they got the ball just outside of in at the midfield mark, but within their own half, going towards our half. And he went flying up to press this guy. And it was actually pretty good because the guy was confused. But then he laid off like five yards. The guy was fine and then ends up passing around him. And he's 30 yards behind the ball in two seconds. It's just, and that's, you know, you can say it's Granite Xhaka, but that to me is also Emery. I, I don't think the guys know what they're doing out there. And I don't think there's a whole lot of tactics going on and, I know I feel kind of stupid being really reactionary, being that, you know, we've kind of been pro-Emery, you especially, but I've been there as well. 
And now I'm talking about him potentially getting sacked and today being a big reason for it. It seems very reactionary. But one thing I've always held constant is I never understood Emery's tactics. I thought, you know, the change in mentality was potentially happening. Today really makes me question that. But the tactics have never been there for me. It's one thing I've always said. And today is, I don't know what we're doing that second half. It was, it was truly well, mind-blowing. I, I can tell you right now, for me, once the bias went off, we were done. And, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to exa- exaggerate. say the minute he walked off the field, I was like, well, now, now Willock, I thought, could have come in and, and helped Ceballos. And with Ganduzi and or Torreira, which is I would have made that sub, either, you know, I think Ganduzi came on for Willock or Willock came on for Ganduzi. And then Torreira for Ozil, was that the way it went? And then Nelson came on for, no. No, Nelson came on for Ozil. Okay, so. Um, Willock came on for Ceballos, correct? That was who the was, first sub. Yeah, who, who yeah, was I the other sub? And then, because and then, then when he was going to bring, finally, he's going to take Ozil off and, and bring on Torreira. And then we got a four-man midfield of Willock, Xhaka, Ganduzi, and, and Torreira that can stem flow. And he takes off Ganduzi, which now I'm not saying that was a bad substitution because he was on the yellow. Yeah. And he was playing quite bad. And you could see him making a stupid error and getting sent off. So I, I'm okay with that. But you can't leave Urzu on the field at that point. Yeah, I just uh, I doesn't terrible, I don't understand what he terrible brings. Terrible substitution, again. So I think there's some you know really I'm gonna I'm gonna defend two positions, uh, and the one I'm backing off on now is Emery. I'm starting to wonder what he's looking at. I don't know if he understands how bad Jagger is. I don't know if he understands how hard it is to be a good defender. And I'm not excusing Socrates and Luis; they were crap today, both of them. But I just don't understand how you can have a guy that's the fulcrum of your team, who's that bad, and continue to talk about, you know, bringing Ceballos off, not starting Willock. This is just, it's almost like he's trying to sabotage himself or us. Like he's trying, sometimes I used to think Arsene, he would try and be a little too clever, a little like outsmart everybody and then try. This guy doesn't know how to play football and he can't play the position that he's playing and he's killing our team. So two things. I am changing my position on Emery to a point. To me, he's got a lot to prove. I'm still not changing my position on the quality and mentality of our team if we get Xhaka out of it. Well, that, that one, well. And I will, the last one I want to say is I think that. Luis has to go. I think he has to get sit him on the bench and either Chambers or Holding and, and at least give him a rest, give him a little mental break because the guy is killing us as well. Uh, so I, I just, you know, and, and I'm not saying that I don't like Luis. I'm just telling you that. It's a time right now to get him off the field and and give him a little time to, you know, kind of collect himself because it looks terrible. I don't don't really think he had a particularly good game at any part of it today. His long balls were crap. He didn't really find anybody out, you know, when he was his fame, fabled long passes. Um, and so I think he's killing Socrates too, I guess. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong on that. but Yeah, I don't know about them. It might be a discussion for another time. But um, I will say... Whereas I've kind of been more, I think the mentality is changing. You are the one that has been stressing that you're not sure. You think that there's a lot of players in this team. I think you were saying that we we had gotten rid of some. We brought in some new fresh guys and it was maybe changing. But you've always said that that's the thing that you want to see change from Emery. Um, And today it's got to be said it. Not much has changed. I mean, that's a result we are seeing at the end of the Wenger years. 
I'm going to give you a quick uh, two minute on. Uh, I was I was at work my my um, my work and uh, I had my guys together and I said, look, guys, you know, uh, we're an organism. We're like a like a living thing. And Arsenal, the team is is a living organism on the field. And I said, there's this thing called cancer, and cancer kills healthy org- like uh, parts of an or- of an organism. It kills the the good things because it's killing one part of the organism that the rest of it has to shut down. Like it's it's the brain or the liver or the heart or whatever it is. And I said, if you have a cancer in in your business, you have a problem. And it, it, it's my responsibility as the one who makes the decisions to say, I've, I've got to go after the cancers and get rid of them. Right now, Granit Xhaka is a cancer in the team. His attitude, Meza Ozil is a cancer in his team by his attitude. And I know these people do good things, but there's this, there's this really good thing. It was on LinkedIn, but it says, it said, if you want to turn your business around, sometimes you have to fire your best salesman because it isn't how good he is at his own individual domain. It's how he affects your your organism and your or your organization, whichever word you want to use. And I think that's where we are, Liam. I really do. I've thought that for a while, and I think that that those two guys playing down the middle of the field, and that's why I'm a little off on Luis right now too, is this essential spine of our team that's killing us, and our manager hasn't addressed it. Yeah. I don't know. I, like I said, after the game, I was ready to just come on here and just – Gave everybody everything, but um, I think it's probably not too smart to do that. But it it's it's upsetting. Today was upsetting, that's for sure. Yeah, you know it is and it isn't. It isn't because we've seen it before, right? But it is more so because we both, I think, think we were on a little brink of. Yeah, I think for the first time in a while, you and I really thought something might have been changing, and maybe it still is. I don't know. Maybe it still is because I'm telling you, I'm going back to it. Got to get Jacker out of there. I'm telling you, he's killing us single-handedly. And and I hope somebody posts something on on our pod or our um uh, pod because I want to know how wrong I am about this. I, I really do because I'm I'm stuck on it now. I, I'm 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 not blaming Jacker for the fact we lost today. I'm just telling you that we're going to be susceptible to this every time he's on the field because he's a bad influence. He doesn't have. The heart, he doesn't have the ability, he doesn't have the agility to do the job he's doing. So, you know, you again, I'm going back to this. If you're in a, in a group and you're in a in a band and your, you know, conductor is is having someone in the band who keeps making a mistake, the whole band just looks flat. The whole band's going to be looking around and saying, well, what's this guy doing? I mean, this guy, you know, he's picking this, our captain, and, and he sucks. And anybody that, that says Zaka doesn't suck, watch the game again. Tell me what he did good. Central yeah. defensive midfield he's the fulcrum of the team he's the one that should be he's the conductor him and he should have the the you know the connection with the manager and he should be the one who when something's on the field he changes it if you look at the invincibles you look at the, the 98 team the 91 team these guys had people on the field that could get over there and say get on the field and say this is going wrong let's fix it this is going wrong let's fix it i think lee dixon said that a lot today and it was You're kind of ironic saying it. Huh? he's always saying it well, he's right. Though. But yeah, yeah, he's right. <laughs> so, well, one thing I, I will, I do want to kind of mention, and maybe get your take on it, because you're a big Willick guy. Is what did you think of bringing those two kids on today? I thought Nelson was a huge mistake because I think that, that that you needed the cool heads at the time he, he brought him on, and I just so think, I think I've Willick, heard my say on on Nelson, and I think um, 
I'm indifferent, but I, he's young and I, I I do like him. I just don't know if he's going to be elite for us. And then I I think Willock is going to be elite. I mean, I will say they're both pretty poor, right? You agree? I thought Willock gave us something coming out of the midfield, and that's the point. Look, look, I got an agenda with Willock. I think he's a great player. I think he I think he did. He, he had five possessions today that show why he's ten times better than Jacka. Um, and and even you know playing deep again, if you. You got to understand that you got to be able to to rotate in and out because we're talking about that whole you know defensive midfielder comes at the end of a game and goes tearing forward and no one's really picking him up, expecting. You you just you just look at his physical attributes and the way he can carry the ball, and you say to yourself, you know, right now that in this game he was put into the left midfield, right? He wasn't put mm-hmm. into the into the center to anchor. He was put out wide to the left to try and like play in front of um, Kolasinac. So, you know, in the role he was given, defensively, obviously, he wasn't too good, but he did go forward and he did try and make things happen. And he's got an ability to run with the ball and and turn a defence into attack that's much better than anybody else other than Ceballos, I think, on the team. So, you know, what did he play bad? Everybody played bad. When you come in a game like that, all your senior players are, are having horrendous games. If... If there's anybody on that bench to think that Ceballos was having a good game and he gets taken off, you've got to be shaking your head. You've got to be thinking, well, now I'm coming on for... And he's he's having a good game. Oh, the manager said he might get tired. He lived... He grew up in Spain, for God's sake. They have 100... The kids play in the summer in 110 degrees. Yeah. It's just not on. It's just, just like ludicrous. Yep. Oh, it is damn, strange. It's just unbelievable. Ozil's been training, right? I don't know. For a while, like he's supposed to be match fit. I don't know. I, I, he, I you, you said it, and I, I don't know if you're just saying it to say it, but he looked, he did look off today. And I, I know you're all down on him, but I do want to talk about him for just a second because he played what 78 minutes or something like that. Did he that long? Wow. I think he played quite a while and he looked, he, he literally tripped and fell over at one point trying to run forward with the ball and lost it. He he just looked off. He even had one time where he could have put Pepe in. Yeah, and he underhit it just you know, a little bit. Yeah. He underhit it. I don't know. I mean, you got to blame the manager, blame the player on all these little things. It's just strange that he got put in in this game and then he stayed on as long as he did for a guy that hasn't played a minute for us before this game. And then, though, I don't know, tactically, I'm just so, so confused and kind of done. And that's my thing is... I think you're right to a certain extent about Jacka coming in or leaving and we could maybe see a different team, but I don't know if they, I don't know about the tactics. I'm very confused about that. Well, there's, there's only one. And I think thing this I- is, I think this is like the fifth game now in a row where we've changed our formation and, and style. And I know that's something you and I were kind of calling for, but I think, I don't know. So through different games and, Different teams you're playing maybe want different styles, but for five straight games now, it's like different groups and you can't foresee injuries and all that, but it just seems like a lot of tinkering is going on and I don't know. Well, the point is, I I somewhat disagree with you in the sense that I feel like the tinkering needed to be done at half-time because at 2-0 up, you know the next goal is going to be crucial. And, um, you know, why why you just don't consolidate your midfield you know, we're getting killed here, guys. Look, um, Deofeo is just killing um, Maitland Niles. And, and and let's talk about him as well, by the way. He was terrible today. I yeah, think De- Deofeo must have had 17 or 18 shots on his own 
And so let's assume that the guy's just not a right back because I'm not going to give him a bunch of stick. He doesn't look like he can play there. He's pretty good going forward. He had an assist today. But defensively, he seems pretty clueless on how to defend a winger. And to let a guy cut inside 17 or 18 times and hit a right-footed shot with no real pressure. I mean, he got most of them on target. It's just it's just mind-blowing to me at that level. Mind-blowing. Yeah, and just, just to add on to that, I don't know if anyone's seen a statistic yet. I'm sure there's quite a few. Um, they, they took 30 shots today. That's the most Arsenal have ever conceded in a game, conceded as in shots conceded to the other team. We've never had a team take 30 shots against us. And they have never taken 30 shots in a game. All right, and if you so if you, you can look at probably look, only, actually, probably only five or six of them were from inside the box. I'm assuming because I think that's probably right. There was a, they probably had three or four from five or so from inside the box. The rest of them are from the 18 yard line out. So what is your what is your midfield shield doing? Oh yeah, and then Lee Dixon made that point. He was talking about that he'd made it a lot in the first half. He was just baffled by what the midfield was doing. Had they were getting the defense was just getting run at. But just to continue on with my my theme, I guess, of this podcast is, you know, Socrates, what what are you doing? It's a terrible error. And Luis giving away a penalty, a terrible error. Things you really can't blame Emery for, right? right. But 30 shots, mm. that is something. Something's flawed there. Something tactically is flawed. Mentally seems kind of flawed to me how nobody can figure that out. And then... The other statistic that I think is a bit dumb, but it's certainly something to look into and think about, is we've never won a game 3-0 or more in the Emory era. Again, what does that even mean? I don't know. But today we're 2-0 up. You'd love to go score 3-4-5 and just put the game out of reach. And we seem to not be able to do that. And it's, again, maybe reactionary. It's one game, but... Which but, is but I guess my technically is, something's confused to me. I've seen Tottenham win a lot of games three and four nil when they haven't really been that great. I've seen Chelsea win games three or four nil. United, and so so for me, there's only a couple of teams, City and Liverpool, right now, obviously that should go out and just annihilate teams five nil. My question is, at two nil up away from home against a team that you really, you know, probably look better than in in pretty much every way other than possibly their mentality. Um, why not at that point say, look, we got to nil up. We're going to let them come on to us just a little bit. Not a lot because we've let them come on to us a lot in the first half. And, and we've got away over 2 nil, but, you know, we were streaky. And so we got where we needed to go. Let's just put an extra body in midfield. Let's get Ozil off the field. He's done his job. And let's, you know, stick Willock out there and or to Torreira uh, if you want to bring Doozy off. And let's just sit solid and let's just make sure that if and when we do break we got the guys on the break so Bios and Willock, Willock with Pepe and Aubameyang up front I mean if if we just soak a little pressure up when we get the ball we could be effective with it but when you get Xhaka on the ball or Nelson bless his heart because he's not you know he can't defend then you, you know you're just going to struggle a little bit because those guys are probably not going to hold possession they're probably not going to get meaningful possession going forward, and you're not going to score that third goal. So there's two ways well, to score. O- Ozil got shrugged off the ball so many times today, so he definitely needs to be in that mention there. Yeah, for Just sure. Guys that can't hold on the ball. Hmm. Like you're saying, at that point, that's what you need, and we took one of our best guys off, and we left Ozil on. He continued to play Jack. Uh, I don't know. Uh, it, 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 like I said, it, it beggars belief 
that our manager is seeing this and and not apparently not too worried about it. So I, I don't know. I, I don't know much much else to say. I don't even want to do because I'm going to give probably Sabios a six or a seven, and I'm going to give Obama Yang a, an eight because he scored two goals and and did everything that we could have asked of him in the first half. And I'm going to give Leno probably a seven and a half or an eight because he's he must have. You know, had ice on his hands after that game, um, and there's nobody else I can give any sort of credit to. I think I think there wasn't a player, including Pepe, that deserves more than a three or a four for the overall rest of them. And and it's just crazy bad how bad we were today. I don't get yep. it. I don't get it. Well, I've already sort of repeat myself. I think I'm going to continue to if we go longer. You got anything else you want to add? In- uh, I don't think so. I think. Um, I think we've made our point. We're a little bit upset. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, I'm, I'm upset because we just reverted to the old, you know, the last four or five, six years. Um, and I'm not, you know, I, I think here's some positives to look for. We've got Holding coming back. We've got Bellerin, Bellerin and Tierney hopefully going to make a bit of a difference. And at some point, uh, hopefully, it's if it's not the manager wising up, we've got Jacques going to take a little maternity leave time or paternity leave. Um we do have some changes coming. We've got Lacazette to come back. But, God, how far behind are we going to be when all this happens? And so, you know, it might be another season of, you know, we finish sixth or seventh, change managers again. We should, That'd at that point, have a pretty sure. good squad. But yeah. at that at that point, how many of them want to stay? Yep. Is Pepe going to say to himself, well, this is a mistake? You know, I think the guy's still probably going to be quality. But today he was pretty awful. So, again, I'll, I'll give him that. I'll give him bad games. I don't care about that because he's not a defender. You're not going to ask him to win the ball back and be solid in in a. He's also 23, making his fifth appearance in the Premier League. Exactly. So, so you know, you want to look and build forward, but I, I don't want to see a guy that's been playing with for four and a half years, who's supposedly one of our captains, play another crap game. And it wasn't yeah. bound to him necessarily today, as far as single-handedly. Luis, just such a poor tackle, such yeah. a poor attempt at a tackle in our box. And and Socrates, you know, I just I just think it's unforgivable. It's just unforgivable to try and make that pass. Hit the ball, just smash it up the field, and and start again. You know, we've been absorbing pressure all the game anyway. But, Let's do it but again, real quick. I mean, the thing is, is it worked out perfectly for Lee Dixon. He looked like an absolute genius because he was just talking about it, uh, passing it around. Lee Dixon can see it. I mean, he played at a high level. He's probably a pretty intelligent guy, but. He's not a manager. I mean, he commentates a lot of games and whatnot, so he's he's got an idea for the game. But I mean, your manager should see that, right? Yeah. So, so this this is why I think you know I've got to start looking at Emery now in the more of a re- realistic way and say, you know, is this a guy that's so stubborn? He's so set in the drawing board that he is blind to the reality. And and he's got all his paper and he's got all his tactics in his head and he's got his lineup to start the game and he's and he's too narrow minded and blind wearing blinders too much with his own kind of you know self belief that he isn't able to adapt and, and understand that look yes we're going to play the ball out the back but for forty minutes a day with two nil up. We don't need to do that right now. We just need to hoof it up the field, let them get the ball, and then just play attack versus defense, which I think with eight men behind the ball, we'd have had no problems or nine men. Attack versus defense, and then we got the right players on the field to break away and score. But even if we don't, with 2-0 up, we can put eight players behind the ball and let them come. 
I think they would have yeah. been okay. Block the shots, give them some corners. We well, actually defended the set pieces. I thought quite well. Um, so I, don't, I just don't understand it. I, I just you know, and then, and then if that goes wrong, then fair enough. You know, you, you know, somebody backs up, goes back to you. So well, you know, you were killing them. Why didn't you just keep going forward? Well, you know, it's a Premier League. It's not the right way to do it. We we felt like at 2-0, we should have been able to hold that lead. No one can argue with that. Yeah. All right. Well, let's end it there because we're going to end up going in circles if we haven't already. We're going to have a midweek one for sure because I think we'll just have a, a new mindset, maybe a little more refreshed and read a little bit more and watch the game a little bit more. But I guess that's our thoughts right now. Mm-hmm. But all right, well, we'll see y'all guys next Wednesday or this Wednesday. Yeah, who we got? I don't know. We got this weekend that I know we're on a little bit of a patch here. We're supposed to pick up a lot of points, but you'd have thought that today. So we've got that League Cup game, don't we? This week? Oh, do we? Is it um this week or we got? No, we got. I think we got a European game. Yeah, maybe Thursday game. Anyway, yeah. we'll we'll maybe break that down. We'll do come back with the segments, but uh, yeah. That's it. All right. Well, good night, then. Good night.